Welcome, Chiefs Kingdom, to another episode of The Aftermath. I'm your host tonight, CJ Jones, with my buddy, my friend, Chris Timpany. Chris, how are we doing on another hot, humid, expensive, but also very rewarding summer, my friend? Man, doing good. 80 days up till, till you know, football. And, uh, you know, you've been killing it with those countdowns. Anymore. I hope y'all like it. Page. I'm working very hard on those. Dude, it, it's fun, you know. I almost forgot. To... No, I'm joking. I almost <laughs> forgot one day. <laughs> but, dude, we're at 80 days away. You know, dog days of summer for real, especially when the baseball team's as bad as that it is. But we don't need to talk about that. We're not talking that. about that right now. We need to talk about, you know, what the, the team actually worth, worth a damn and the Kansas City Chiefs. And, you know, it's tough. You know, we there, there's a, you know – the closest thing to news you're going to get this round time of year with the mandatory mini camps and whatnot. But man, just grinding through this summer, CJ. What about yourself? A long summer, man. It's just, it's crazy. It felt like it's been long, but it really just got started because like, right. we're in June. we still got July and August. I guess the biggest news we've gotten is they announced the training camp dates. So I think they said training camp will start July 23rd in old St. Joseph, Missouri, where we're always at. So um, that's fun. So get the, dates out there so people can start planning i had a couple friends that are going to come in town that are really excited some of them have never been to actually training camp so this is an experience for them so uh, that's always a fun time of the year and like chris said it's the dog day so we're just trying to figure out a way to muster through these next three or four weeks till we get actual football content as we talk about so right no nba anymore hockey's done baseball sucks and so like what do you do right now that little 30 day period is rough bro. you know what you do you talk about contract negotiations and people not showing up to events and so that's where we're gonna start because oh, that's bro. what everyone's talking about but there we go. <laughs> hey, i've been on records every time we bring it up which obviously is a lot i always say i thought this was one of the first dominoes that had to fall and we're still here at the end of June, and Chris Jones is not. It doesn't even seem like they're close on a contract negotiation right now, and uh, he's missing some stuff. You know, he's he's didn't show up to mandatory manicap, which why would he anyway? Even if he had a new deal, like I'd try to get out of that if I was a big old vet like him. And then you know, didn't show up to the ring ceremony, which was a little bit more surprising to me. But what's uh what's kind of the bigger deal for you, CJ? The the minicamp or the ring ceremony? Really, really neither. I had a feeling, like honestly, I had a feeling he wasn't going to show up to the um to mini camp. I was also not surprised that he didn't come to ring ceremony because I'm like, well, for one, this is his second ring. He already wins at the first ceremony, which that one to some people doesn't count because obviously it was COVID back in 2020, so it was separated. But overall, like, and then he actually tweeted. He responded to some fan today who said, "I wonder why Chris Jones wasn't there." He said he was sick. So. Take it for what it's worth. Some people believe it. Some people may not. Me and Chris kind of gave it the side eye. And I'm like, I've been, I, I've kind of been in a locker room as a player. So I'm like, I don't really care about all the theatrics and stuff. I just, I know the deal is going to get done. And I know Chiefs Kingdom is sitting on edge because they all want to see it. So we could say it all we want. We could scream it from the mountaintops. And me and Chris and guys on 610 and every other radio show you can think of are going to say, we know the deal is going to get done. But until it actually happens, Chris, and that alert come across your phone, and you start retweeting and calling your buddies and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> People are going to keep finding ways to be upset. I've never, ever in one second that doubt the deal was ever going to get not get done. Um, it kind of it is what it is. It's, it's part it's part of the process. Guys don't show up with certain stuff. It is kind of weird that you miss a, a ring ceremony, especially for a, such an emotional victory in a ring that we got that year, and especially all the adversity we had to overcome. But, um, I mean, it kind of it is what it is. Man. It's, it's part of the business. Guys don't show up with certain things. And, People wish they did, and then they just didn't happen. So um, at this point, it's, just, it's a waiting game now. But to, to Chris's credit, last time he had a contract extension, it did happen in July, right around training camp. 
So if we're right on theme, it'll happen around that same timeline. But I do people wish they could have saw his face at a ring ceremony. That would have been cool. But um, I mean, the man made a decision. A lot of guys, he wasn't the only guy that didn't come. Orlando Brown Jr. didn't show up. Frank Clark didn't show up. Chris didn't show up. I know some of those guys aren't on the team anymore, but overall, I think Juan Thornhill did show up for his. So um, although some guys there, some guys wasn't. I mean, it kind of is what it is. It's a, it's a decision. Um, only thing I can say is hopefully we get another one so he can go to the next ceremony. <laughs> but I mean, Chris, Chris made a decision. He wasn't there. He said he was sick. So I'm going to take the man for his word and we just got to take that what it is what it is. Yeah, you know, I I think his personality adds to the story because you know Chris is always talking and he's got he's all, whether it's actually you know through the mic or through Twitter or Instagram his IG stories Instagram. like he's always speaking a little bit and so I think that's what kind of adds some juice to the story a little bit. I was surprised though he didn't show up to the to the ring ceremony like you said. Juan Thornhill was there. I think McCole was there. Juju showed up. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was like, and you know, these guys were at the White House, including Chris Jones, not too one, long yeah. ago. So it's like, why is the line at something at at you know, yeah. something even a bigger deal than the White House? I think. I mean, I don't know how Chris feels, but that's you know, in my opinion, I think you know, getting that second ring with your brothers in your home stadium is at least on par with going to the White House. So I, I think that means I have to believe him that he's sick. But I totally get anyone who's being like, man, bro, you just didn't want to show up. Like, this is, you know, that doesn't mean nothing. Do you think he was sick or like, you know? I mean, guys, I've had coworkers get sick in the middle of the summer. So it's it's not it's not very often it happens. But I've seen people get sick in the summertime. But, I mean, it is what it is, man. He made a decision. He didn't come. So even more so of a reason to get the deal done. So if, if you think he's trying to send a cryptic message, which people think he's doing apparently in his post, so. Let's let's play devil's advocate because I feel like this hasn't been. Um, we have, don't talk about this side of it much because everyone just mm-hmm. assumes it's going to get done because yeah. it should. It makes too much sense for both sides. The yeah. defense goes from you know top twelve to ten ish to you know twenty twenty third kind of range mm-hmm. you know without him. But what happens if this deal doesn't get done? Like, what's the repercussion? Like, you know, they just end up staying miles apart. Chris is asking for too much, and the Chiefs aren't budging. Like, what does the what would that mean? We don't want to spend yeah. too much time on it because it is a small percentage <laughs> chance, but like, we're not even entertaining that as a possibility as yeah. we get deeper into the summer. Exactly. I mean, if for the for the sake of the argument, if it didn't happen, I would like Chris to Chris's point, we would take our defense from potentially a top unit to one of the elite units in the league to a bottom 10, bottom 12 unit in the league. It would change everything for our defense. We know what 9 5 means to us. He sets the tone for us defensively. Teams game plan for him, they double team him, triple team him slant take their coverages in the way they're alignment their approach to the game plan game plan and how do we stop chris jones so um him not being there would change everything for us because we're not allowed to send pressures like we want to and play certain coverages we want on the back end because we don't have that guy up front that's getting pressure on the quarterback and kind of crushing and can not contain it like breaking the pocket so the quarterback doesn't have a way to go kind of forcing the one side or the other which is what chris jones does a great job of doing kind of cutting the field in half because you push a quarterback to one side as a db you know all right he's pushing them left i know he's probably going to make a throw going towards our left so um he just he sets everything up he's a defensive player of the year candidate for a reason um i actually think some of the tweets chris in my opinion he's at when he says he's coming for it all obviously he wants his money i think he's kind of motivated to say well why wasn't i the dpoi last year which a lot of and i would agree he played like one i thought he should have got it in my opinion but played well in the biggest moments too but we know it's a regular season award so those playoff sacks probably didn't count towards towards the standing but He's a guy that's definitely in the prime of his career right now. He's playing the best football he, we've ever seen from him um, in the biggest moments when we needed him too, which is most important. And outside of Aaron Donald, I don't think you could name a better D tackle in football than him right now. And 
Aaron Donald being the standard of arguably a top five D lineman or top five defensive player all time in NFL history, that's not a bad guy to be compared to. So um, Chris Jones is playing out of his mind this past two years. He's definitely lived up to the hype and not trying to shortchange it by any, by any, any means necessary. He deserves his money. Chris, he deserves whatever he wants. If he wanted the 28 mil, give it to him. If he wanted 29 or 27, whatever, give it to him. Because he's earned it and he's played that way. And we need him because without him, you're at this point of the season or the offseason, you can't trade him for value to help the team now. Compared to the Tyreek move, which happened prior to the draft, you're allowed to use those picks to help build your roster. So we like we all say, it's going to get done. But if it didn't get done, that's the ramifications that would definitely happen to our football team for sure. Yeah, and he's you know he's he's the base of the totem pole. You got a totem pole with three players. You got Pat at the top, Kelsey in the middle, and Jones kind of anchoring that because obviously those two guys, those first two guys are Hall of Fame caliber, up conversation greatest of all time. But I don't know if this team is two time Super Bowl champs without that base of that pillar, oh, yeah. Chris Jones, because what he means to to this now, team. So, five, um, yeah, definitely agree with you. Like again, that's why that's why we don't you know entertain the idea of this deal not getting done very often. Yeah, for the production. Because it just doesn't make sense for either side, really. But, you know, you got to throw a wrench in this, like, worst-case scenario. I do think LeJarius Sneed and Nick Bolton start licking their lips if this deal doesn't get done. That means there's going to be money on the books for them to get paid next offseason. But uh, they still may be able to finagle that around. Well, we can talk talk about that, you know next season when it gets a little bit more absolutely a little bit more relevant i I understand why chiefs fans are on the edge the last player we had that was up for a contract he they got a trailer coming across across their phone so (laughs) i understand why people have ptsd about this but chiefs kingdom don't worry the the deal's gonna get done i'm really not i think somebody one of the guys in chiefs kingdom posted a tweet saying on a scale of zero to ten how worried are you or a scale of one to ten how worried are you about the deal i said zero like i'm not worried not one bit right right dude i'll never forget that tyreek news that was, that was crazy. That was I was crazy. I was in a Nebraska furniture mart buying the first couch of my adult life. So, <laughs> so me and my wife were out there picking out a couch, yeah. and I'm on my phone just being like, like what, what is happening? Like, huh? <laughs> I don't like, even know if I like my couch out there now. You know, I wasn't too into the decision. That couch that me. He's like, I hate that couch. You know, couch stuck. Every time I look at it, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I was just messing. Tyreek Hill. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! You know one player that I did want to talk briefly. It was it's been like two minutes about, but like who also also hasn't shown up to anything is Clyde. Like I, I thought he, no, he was he was at some of the. No, uh, he's at like, mini camp. Yeah, mini camp. Yeah, he was there. And then he didn't show up to the ring ceremony. Like, no, no, so I, I, saw, I saw a picture. He was there. He was there. He was at the ring ceremony. Yeah, sure. I, there's a picture of him and Kadarius. Oh, oh, I thought he, he missed it. Okay, I, okay, we don't have to talk I, about. I, that. I, I, I almost thought he wasn't there too. You know how the kingdom feels about two five. They I was like, <laughs> if he wasn't there, we were about to talk about maybe like. Well, they were so salty. He'll show. He'll be in town. I got lost. Okay, okay, that makes more sense. I thought, oh God. but no, good. I, I, you're not the only one. A lot of people thought he wasn't there, and that photo didn't. Then I didn't see it till a couple of days after. Yeah, gotcha. a lot of people oh, thought he didn't show up. So, okay, you saw the pressure he did the other day, right? Yeah, you know, you could so, tell he was hurt when he got. I, hurt. I could tell why he's like not as like present as a lot of people want him to be. I mean, and in that situation, you would have probably felt the same way. So, I would just advise fans to be mindful. Hey, these people are human, bro. Like, I know the players. We want them to do everything with a smile on their face. They have emotions just like you do. If your boss right. lied to you about trying to work that day, and then right before game time says, "Hey, you're not gonna perform," like, well. You could have gave me a heads up and said, hey, you may or may not play. He was said leading up to the week, he thought he was guaranteed to suit up. And then they just said, pull the plug on it. So, Right. Like, you're a first-round pick. You've had your ups and downs with injuries. You played well last year when you You've had your ups and downs with fans. Yep. 
and then for the actual team the team the one place that you've actually like had faith in to like not have a not actually tell you and just you just find out with no jersey in the locker in the locker that's that's mad that's super bowl that's crazy that's that's the coldest thing i've ever heard the chiefs i ain't gonna lie that 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 that, that would hurt anyone bro so i'm not mad at the way he reacted yeah like i almost have more of not i don't know if respect's the word but like you know compassion towards the whole yeah, client. Empathy, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah empathy all that you know it's like bro i can't i i may i probably act worse than you man if that was me so like respect to you like i ain't showing up to anything i don't need to but i guess you no, i mean that, that's not what it is unfortunately so. players don't always get the i don't think a lot of fans, chris i ask a lot of fans they don't know that that players you know when they get active it's not always their decision Correct. like you can say i want to play but if a team inactivates you it's not always right. your choice to play so i would help fans be mindful if a player is not suiting up or he is suiting up, it's not always their decision. Right. It may be the team's decision to say, hey, you can or can't go. So just, just be mindful of those things during the season when you're seeing guys on, like, you know, questionable, probable that week in their status and they're inactive or they're active. Just be mindful of, the, of those decisions as well, for sure. Definitely. Definitely be mindful of those because, like, sometimes they want to get an extra look at a guy or keep an extra guy active for an extra mm-hmm. week, and they're going to yeah. sideline you that extra week. So for sure, CJ, um, on the – Gonna take a quick quick break, and when we'll be right back, we're gonna you know talk about a few more trivial things in this in this slow off season. What up, KC? On the heels of yet another Kansas City Super Bowl victory, we have an awesome opportunity for you to broadcast your business to the local Kansas City market. We've created something called Kansas City Sports Company, which is a sports media hub for multiple live shows all of which cover all the local Kansas City teams. Now we have 30 second ad spots, 60 second ad spots, we have event sponsorships, studio sponsorships, show sponsorships, and much, much more. This is a great opportunity for you to start early with us and broadcast your business to a very dedicated, very enthusiastic Kansas City audience. Contact me or hit the contact us link on our website to learn more about this opportunity. This slow off season. All right, welcome back to the Aftermath Podcast. Still in the dog days of summer, CJ. Getting hot, too. It's it's hot down here in Oklahoma. I can't imagine it's getting hot in Kansas City, too. It's humid, bro. It's so humid, bro. Oh, my gosh. Hot the humidity is the worst. But you know what keeps heating up? And it's the fans' favorite topic. Oh, yeah. And I think it's crazy, but I don't think you and I have really talked about it much. Is why why is everyone obsessed with Justin Ross in this in this receiving court? Hey, we gotta have somebody to be hype up every summer. Last summer it was probably who was the hype the most hyped guy last summer uh, coming into camp with the Pacheco. You would think uh, or Jody always gets a lot of traction. Jody gets a lot of love, especially after that preseason game he had. Yeah, three touchdowns. Commanders. I'll probably either Jody or Pacheco are probably the two most hyped guys last season that we were really. Sky was talked about a little bit. Sky was, now Sky this summer has been way more hyped up than last year. Well, see, sure. no, I see. I was about to say the exact opposite. I was like, Sky coming into this second year, I feel like we ain't talking about him at all. We're talking I'm about talking, Ross. I'm defending, hey, Sky, I'm defending well, every day, I'm I know you are. <laughs> I know, yeah. Like I'm excited for Sky more as well, but like. You know, I just feel as a fan base, yeah. there's so much more attention on this oh, game. Yeah, probably isn't even going to make the team. That, that, that That's the exact point right there. <laughs> They're going crazy over guy. And I love Justin Ross. I want him on this team because I know he can play. But I, I advise fan, and this is where, like, fandom and actually X's and O football are two different conversations. Is Justin Ross good enough to play on this football team? Absolutely. Is there a guaranteed way he made this football team? Absolutely not. He's not a lock. If we're talking about the receivers right now, of course, there are locks. Mar- Marquez Valdez Scanley, MBS is a lock. Kadarius Tony, KT is a lock. Sky Moore is a lock. Our new drafted receiver, Rasheed Rice, is a lock. 
in my opinion, my humble opinion, I think Justin Watson's a lock. They just they, paid him. Yeah. They like, just paid him. And he plays special teams. Tobe likes him and Pat likes him. So you right. got two check marks right there. So that's five. So we got we carried six receivers last year. So who Richie is James is, is is so much more of a lock. Yeah. Richie can play special teams. He can do punt return and kick return. And I'm sure he's willing to do gunner on any other situation. He was all right on the Giants. Off. What, 400 some yards last exactly. year? Exactly. And he's he's actually available and he's consistent. So if Justin Ross beats out Richie, I'm not saying he can't do that. He can beat him out for the sixth spot. I'm just saying it's not guaranteed to happen. And even if he does play well, that doesn't still get because we know Justin Ross isn't after any special teams value. He's not a returner. He's not really an overall speedster. So outside of catching the football, what does he offer to the team? So you have to be in that top four to be a lock, to be a guy saying, I don't need to play special teams to affect this team. But Justin Ross is not in that top four, so he has to play special teams. So if he doesn't, how does he get that sixth spot? Like, do we carry seven receivers? It's highly unlikely. I think six is the solid number. So I want Justin Ross on this football team as much as anybody else. And if injuries happen, trust me, he'll be the first one. Me and Chris will be, hey, that's the guy that should get called up. But it's just not a lock that he's on this roster. And, and, I, and I hate to say it because I love the kid. Like, Justin Ross can play. We know who, how good he is. We see the catches with pads, without pads. We know we know how, what kind of guy he is. It's just it's hard to make an NFL roster when you don't offer two-way specialty, specialty ability in this league, especially when you're not available to play special teams, let alone can you play it. He hasn't been available to play because he's been hurt. So, Right. I was just about to say, you were saying the only way he makes his team is with an injury, but he's the most likely he's guy to guy suffer guy. an injury. So he has two things going on. And then KT, him. probably a second behind him. But like. Exactly. <laughs> So no, I, I just, I'm rooting for Justin, man. I want him on the team, bro. I really do. I just advise fans, just don't be sick if we see those cuts come in through July and August and we see Justin Ross got waived. So just just don't right. just be prepared for the moment because it could happen. I'm not saying I wish it was. I hope he makes the team. Just be prepared for the moment. It's just highlights from three years ago on years college ago. football. As you excited about what this kid can do after several injuries and never playing in the NFL. Like, again, I'm with you. Like, it would be a great story. Clearly, the kid has talent. Like, all all that is appropriate. But to turn it into what we're turning it into, we're (laughs) currently feeding into it a little bit with this, you know, he's going to come in and and set the world on fire because of this crazy talent. It's just – it's not something realistic to get excited about. If it happens – Great. The NFL will run with it, and all you will see in the media is Patrick Mahomes' new target and Justin Ross. Like, even if he has, you know, eight catches for 100 yards on the year, like, that's what we'll see a lot. The, and, and the national media, they're actually worse than the local media. You see guys like Peter Frager, somebody who are the breakout receiver candidates for the, across the league, and they're talking about guys like George Pickens, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. All these actual like, like, legit receivers who had good rookie season. He throws in Justin Ross. I'm like, huh? <laughs> I'm like the kid that's probably not gonna make the team. I'm like, you didn't even say the Falcons. Tony. Is he gonna make an impact on like the Falcons? Or that's what I'm saying. So he's gonna make a team somewhere else. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like for and for local fans to get excited about this, not even like the fans who don't live in Kansas City. So all they get is basically like national media. So when they see a guy like Peter Schrager, which I don't like it when the national media uses their powers for evil, because this is the conversation we have to have around the city. Do you think Justin Ross is gonna make the team? I'm like, bro, I love Justin Ross. He's just not a guarantee. It's, right. it's really not. And I'm not even hating on him. It's just I just named five receivers that are probably going to make this football team or locks. So how does he make the team realistically? So um, it's like Chris said, you just kind of got to – the media are going to make a narrative. They're going to run with it. And Justin Ross is definitely the darling of training camp. I'm excited to go to St. Joe because I want to see him play. Right. Regardless if he makes the team or not, I just want to see him in pads because we haven't seen him there in three years. So because last year we saw him, he didn't even make it to camp. He had a foot injury. So he recovered well from that. And he's back him. And Pat is – is backing him as well. They both have said he's looked well. He's responded to the 
to the rehab and everything he's doing in the offseason with the foot surgery. So obviously they're excited about him. But now, like Chris said, we just got to see it. What are you supposed to say when the media is obsessed about him? The, They're the more obsessed about him. Seventh, eighth receiver on the depth chart. Like, what is Andy and Pat supposed to say? Yeah, the eight reps I took with him, he did pretty good, and we got yeah, a good highlight out of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, bro. Now, um, we're talking about, like, endorsements. One thing I will put stock into is the way Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are talking about Sky Moore, the yes. second-round receiver pick from the year before. That's the guy who should be getting most of the talk, Peter Schrager, talking about breakout receiver. That's the guy who's, in my opinion, Chris, who's going to lead us in receiving yards for our receiver room. He's going to be our, our, lead, our leading target. Yeah, he's going to be it. I was yeah. going to ask you, of like, who's going to have more receiving yards, him or MVS? Sky Moore will be the guy this year. I'm yeah. fully confident in what Sky can do. He's Obviously, he knew the playbook last year. It was just a lot that Andy threw at him. Andy said he gave him his props for handling all of that, punt returning when he wasn't used to doing it in college at all, going out there and trying to play in big moments. And we saw him make plays like in the Rams game, the Chargers game, catching a pass in the Super Bowl. Pat gave him his credit for – taking all that workload on as a rookie, and he handled it to the best he could. Did he make mistakes along the way? Absolutely. He's not perfect. But for what they did give him, they say he handled it better than any rookie they've ever seen. So I think Sky Moore did a great job last year for what he was given. Now, I expect more things out of 2-4 this year, and I expect he would as well. I expect him to be a major part of his offense in the red zone on third down. I don't expect it to be Travis Kelsey or nothing every time we're in second or short and third and short. I expect it to be, Sky Moore, you make plays for us now. So I'm excited for him this year. We know how amazing of a route runner he is. We know how great his hands are. People just want to see it consistently now. And I think him having the confidence from not only his teammates, the front office, but his quarterback and his head coach, the guys that are mainly ones you're in con like a constant communication with, I expect a big year out of Sky Moore. So I'm super, super, super excited for him this year. That's oh, the yeah. guy that's going to be our dog. I, I expect a huge bump just as well. My thing is, is if Sky Moore plays 17 games, but Kadarius Tony only plays like 13. I'm still giving Kadarius the the yards, in my opinion, because of how the Chiefs are talking about him. They're it's both just, have a very you know, his injury history, you know, makes that's, it a little that's bit That's why concerning. I can't pick KT. I don't trust him. That's what I'm yet. saying. 13, if he can play in 13 games and only miss, you know, four or so, I think I'm giving the edge Kadarius. Anything 13 games would be amazing. I know. Anything I'm under that. 10. I just hope we get 10 out of them. <laughs> 13 would be ecstatic. Yes. I think I think 10 and a half would be the over-under. Well, yeah, 10, that's definitely the line. Ten and a half. Yeah, ten and like, half he gets eleven to thirteen. Like that would be amazing for him. Right, right. Yeah. So anything less than thirteen, though, and if Sky stays healthy all year, I think Sky takes it receiving. I'm really interested on MVS too, second year in the offense, and you know we saw him come on a little bit. You know, I know he didn't have a great Super Bowl, but the, the playoff games, he was a huge impact. Oh yeah, Cincinnati. I was he had the best playoff performance out of any receiver. Yeah, out of yeah. all the playoff performances that run, he had the best performance. The one he we did. had eight for. 165 and a touchdown versus the Bengals, best performance. I was like, wow, that wasn't on my bingo card. The best playoff performer last year for receiver wise was MBS. Exactly. So, for all you haters out there, watch your mouth. Right. He's definitely a wild card. I, I think I, hmm. Now, now, that, now that I'm thinking say, about say it, it, Chris, say it. And now that I'm thinking about it, I might have Sky third if, if Kadarius plays 13 games. If Sky's third, that means they're both two or cooking. They're, be, cool, they're, be, they're being really close. And it's tough to tell just because. I don't know. I like I like bigger receivers like MVS, and he did have a decent season, you know, last year. He had a very MVS season. He had basically yeah. what we were expecting. Yeah. Um, but second year in the offense with you know a couple more threats around. Man, I don't know. I, I like I like the receiver room with Kadarius Tony healthy. Absolutely, I, I like, like it that way. But obviously, yeah. you heard that, that the whole vision of everything. It's the whole vision. Like you can you can manage a week or a two weeks without him, but a long term stretch. Nobody wants to see KT miss games because then, then we have to depend on 
rookies or Watson and like Richie James. Those guys have to get major reps, and you can right. do that for a game or two. You just don't want to do that for long stretches. So, exactly. and obviously, that's the kind of the point of having a deep receiver room. That's why the seven receiver thing isn't too crazy because we saw the playoff game when we lost Juju and then KT Marcus went down. Kemp had to go out there called, Marcus Kemp had to make a big catch on second and seven to convert a first down for Patrick Mahomes in the AFC championship game. Who would have called that? Nobody. Right. A guy that we cut and signed like every other Marcus year. Kemp. So <laughs> shout out to Marcus Kemp. I posted him too on our account. Yeah, you did. I was so happy you used to Marcus play 85. Yeah. That was you saw cool. the catch, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, he made plays. I had to give it to him. And so. then the Moyaki yesterday, like bro, the Tony Moyaki post went crazy. People I can't it. believe you didn't use Blake Bell. Hey, bro, I had to give a shot. I try to, <laughs> I try to alternate. I try to go older guys, young guys. I'm trying to go back and forth. But everybody's getting on like, why didn't you post this guy? I'm like, well, I can't post. <laughs> you well, you gotta pick one. You I gotta, gotta pick somebody. I, just go, well, I don't want to be predictable. All the time. I feel that outside but, the obvious guys like Tony G, like like Trav, yeah. Chris, I gotta post those guys. But all the other numbers, I'm like, hmm, let me trust test people's memory. Who remembers Tony Moyaki? They're like, Dude. bro, that was like 13 years ago. I'm like, huh, you remember him? Yeah, that one-hand one catch, catches. I found the clip. Yes. Cold is catch. Matt Castle in the back of the end zone against the Niners, man. And and uh, Mitch Holtz's call on that is incredible, too. So, like all of his calls are. But, uh, the I saw him at the Royals game, too. Shout out to Mitch. I'll call you, man. That's what's up. Yeah, it was Chiefs Day. You had to be here. The only way you're, you're going to be at the Royals games if you have to be at this point. I was walking. He's like, where's your security? I'm like, I'm trying to roll with you. You got a security. We have made too many references to the worst team in baseball this episode. We need to knock it to off. We need huh? to knock it off. <laughs> shout out to Bobby Witt with another stolen base. Today. Hey, hey, Bobby, Bobby's playing Bobby. all right. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. Bobby's playing, man. Now the rest of y'all got on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> last thing I did want to talk about, though, CJ, before we, before we get out of here is, I don't know, did you see the new quarterback – uh, what is it? The promo, the trailer yeah. for Netflix. It's going to be following Marcus Mariota. All right, first round pick got cut. Kind of interesting. Kirk Cousins, who I think is going to be good in Monday this. Night I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see Kirk in this documentary. But then your Super Bowl MVP, Mr. Patrick Mahomes himself. Man, that trailer was so cold. I watched it like four times it in a row, man. I absolutely loved it. What, what do you think, what's your excitement level for this? I mean, anytime you get behind the scenes footage for NFL players, really any athlete, people are going to, you know, go crazy over it. And we love football. That's football is the best sport in America that gets the most money, the most attention, the biggest draw. So, you know, you have hard knocks, in-season hard knocks. You got – our little the franchise that we do for the Chiefs and other teams do their similar things as well. So anytime you get off the field footage where people get to see what Pat Mahomes was doing the week he hurt his ankle as far as like treatment and recovery, how is he handling becoming a father? Actually, he's a father of two beautiful children now. How he handled being becoming a husband and trying to then winning a second championship in four years. So it's always good to see guys to see their human side outside of the player. And it's good for fans to keep things in perspective because I know we always treat these players like they're bigger than life at times but at the end of the day if you got if you saw these guys in public or saw them at home they act just like you and me they're just right. really good at their job but they're normal people so i think it's good for fans to see this so they can actually keep things in perspective for all athletes not just football players but to always remember that as much as you get mad about a player not making a play nobody wants to make that play more than him and how do you think his wife or his daughter or son or parents feel when they understand and they see their son not her daughter not making a play or getting hurt even like knock on wood, even more so. So right. it's always great for fans to see these type of things. It just keeps everything relevant now to make you think about the other side of that life, more inside the player than inside the helmet and outside of it just as well. So, 
Yeah, you know what it's going to be. I'm excited for it. It's like, I don't know how many episodes there are of this documentary. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. I don't know. But you know the last episode is just going to be all packed. Because Kirk, Marcus Mariota gets cut on his birthday halfway through the year, which will be sucks. interesting. I remember that. Through the middle but he'll be done. And then Kirk gets knocked out while the Chiefs are on their the bye. Yeah, he, Kirk gets knocked out during the during the wild card. And so once at that, that point, oh, Pat's got three games, including the Super Bowl, left. Like it's just gonna be the Patrick Mahomes show that last episode or two, and it's gonna be it's gonna be the first look at the document. You know, whenever his version version of uh, the Last Dance comes out, it's gonna get it's gonna be sneak, dope. It's gonna be get dope. a little sneak peek on on this on this. Uh, it's even better because we won it all this year. That's why yeah. I think that even much better. It's so. so cool. And I, I love just, behind the scenes footage. That's why I love our franchise episodes. I watch them all at least like twice. So they're all right, awesome. right. They're so good. Let's just say that we, I think we can all agree. When he hit that move against the Bucks to Clyde, and his first thought was to get up and be like, "I'm like that." Like it was like just that. so cold, <laughs> even out of his voice. Like, even out of his voice, it was still so cold, man. Like I'm like, I'm like that. I'm like that. I mean, I mean, after when you make a play like that, I I expected him to say that after that um Denver play, the yeah, shovel yeah. pass to Jared McKinnon. When he threw that, that's the moment where you stay and look at the Denver sideline. Like I'm just like that. Like, and as a, and as an opponent, you really can't get mad. Like, bro, he just no. made that play. That's two right. iconic plays he's done in Denver: the left hand pass and the right hand shovel pass. So if he's right. running towards the sideline in Denver. They're holding their breath because they yeah. know he's going to do something crazy. So Pat has so many iconic plays and so many crazy moments. And for him to do that in that moment, like Chris said. If, if I'm Pat, I'm patting that and putting a shirt so fast. Like, I'm standing on the sideline, Adidas symbol. I'm like that. I'm Shirts are going to be on sales as soon as the TV show comes out. And that's me. That's what I'm doing. Hey, Pat, you're welcome. If you need, like, a marketer, let me know, bro. There I'm available. Go. There you go. Hey, so you just shooting a shot to, you know, the hey, Pat, multi-millionaire. Me, I got everyone. you. You feel me? I'm in the city. Talk to me. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Did you, be- you see the post? I don't know if it's legit, but his house that he sells? Uh-uh, I didn't yeah, see I think that. they said the report said he has three houses. He just sold one, so I think he has two left in the city. But the one he's selling, according to them, was worth like three million dollars. Yeah, which is, I was, I was, but the house looked fire though. It looked bad. Crazy, yeah, bad. like the biggest backyard ever. It looked like something in L.A. I was like, wow, dude, those those one million dollar houses looked incredible. I can't imagine what those three million dollar houses. Oh, that house looked crazy. Pat yeah. really got his stake his stake in the city for sure, bro. Right. Teams, ownership, housing. He's Gonna be in KC for a long time. I just had to throw that in there. That was dope. I saw that. I'm like, that's, yeah. that's pretty fire, man. Just, just that, that many places to live. Oh yeah, go stay in the Kansas house today. <laughs> <laughs> just blessed every day that this man is quarterback in the Kansas City Chiefs. So. Thank you for everything, Pat. We got you, bro. All right, but all right, CJ. Before we get out of here, where can the good people find you? I see that at staring at me over there. You guys can definitely find me on Twitter at cgg81. Shout out to the visual. Shout out to our guys at StreamYard for helping us out. Um, you guys can definitely find me on Twitter. DMs are open for conversations. If you want to talk fantasy, bet lines, if you want to talk X's and O's, uh, training camp stories, seasonal uh, predictions. If you got any uh, suggestions for players you want me to post there on our go. countdown, as tomorrow we will be posting number, who are we on? 79. So if you got any, I got some ideas. I got a couple guys okay. in my head. So if you guys got any suggestions, ideas, let me know. But I'm always, you know, you guys can always talk to me. I'm excited about training camp. If you see me in the city, you always say what's up. I'm around. So you guys testing my, you're testing my sports. Is that all? Is that John all? Is he going to, is, was he 79? I think was Brandon Albert 79? 
Brandon Albert. I thought he was 76. It's been a minute uh, maybe, since I see nah, him. I maybe I flipped it. Maybe it's 76. Did I flip it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, I don't I don't I think, know. I think you're right. I think it was 76. I think I thought it was 79. Man, it's it's tough. Like these once the, these next few weeks are gonna the be. Fun, numbers. I'm gonna have to like, oh god. We got through the 80s and now we're in the 70s, 60s. The 70s, 70s 60s is gonna be so hard. <laughs> At least oh, once god. you get to the 50s, you can get some linebackers. Yeah. You know, 50s, 40s down is gonna be easy. Yeah, like, yeah. 70s, 50s is gonna be so tough. I mean, we got like got guys like Eric Fisher. Mitchell Schwartz, that's gonna to be tough. Willie Rowe from Will Shields will be over yeah, these next twenty. Like, you'll, you'll got Jared Allen will be obviously. Jared Allen's nine, yeah. So, so there'll be some guys, but uh, it definitely will attest uh, some Chiefs knowledge as, as you, you can make tell. Sure the good guys to put on there. <laughs> if you but, guys uh, got clips, send me clips too. I'll post them. I try to make them a little interactive, uh, not just the picture. I try to post the Tony Moriaki play with the pictures, and you yeah. can relive the moments. Right, uh, like the Dante Hall when I posted that with the picture, so yeah, yeah, try to get everybody involved and make it interactive. I love it, man. You've been killing it with that, and that that can be found on our social media at um, at the aftermath underscore KC. The aftermath underscore KC. Perfect. We need to put that on here next time too on this visual. But uh, for me, you can follow me on Twitter at ten penny eighty eight. I again, I'm stuck in baseball land a little bit. And so I apologize in advance, but uh, we'll definitely keep keep throwing those football takes as they as they come across. So appreciate all the support. Also, make sure to check out KC Sports Company. They're the ones that help us hook up with this. They're new. They're trying to you know get, kind of find their place in this budding KC Sports media that's taken off. So give them a check out, especially if you're just looking for podcasts or looking to extra places to listen for. Uh, we'll be there. So give us a listen and see what else is going on. So all right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week. We will talk to you next time. Go Chiefs.